I am so sorry. It was not intentionally, it was not an intentional break. I definitely meant to keep up and, you know, set up everything. So every week we had something going on. Either it was a vlog episode or a podcast episode, you know, something. Because I know that, I do know that some of you like to watch and listen to my stuff. And I do apologize for that. Honestly, it may seem like I'm so happy and like I was doing great. And I know that you guys look at those photos and that I post, you know, on social media and it looks like I'm perfect you know like everything is going so well in my life and in reality really it's not I just I couldn't talk about it I couldn't get myself to even acknowledge how I was feeling initially with this depression episode that it was coming and it's been going on for months guys like this is not this is not a two one day thing you know it's I think it started like end of August to be honest like at the end of my last um cycle my last uh explanation i at first i thought it was the hormones you know like oh the hormones are messing me up a little bit um and they're sad and i just could not acknowledge what's going on time kept going you know things kept, hap kept happening and i just kept on saying like next next week it'll be better next week it'll be better and now we're here two months three months later because what september october november three months later and i'm just now getting back up again because of everything that's been going on i did so bad in school not because i didn't submit you know no backwards it's because i did not submit in my work not because i did bad because the things that i did submit would get you know over 90 95 100 it's the matter of getting shut down i would sit down and open this computer and I would just stare at the screen for hours, for hours. Just could not get myself to even type two words in a paper, which is like, I, usually it takes me less than an hour to write a five page paper. Like I'm, I'm good at that. You know, that's my, that's my thing. I just couldn't, couldn't work in the house. And then the days that I forced myself out of bed and to really get out, I would grab my computer and I go to like Barnes and Nobles or like the little coffee shop somewhere and I would spend hours there and out of all those hours maybe two were spent actually getting things done and it was still not enough because I was so behind in work like I got an email from my professor last week and he was like Ethel, I generally recommend that you just retake the class. Like, I know you can. And it was cognitive psychology, guys. Like, that is so easy to me. It's generally, like, I love that class. And it just comes so easy to me. I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. And I wish that I could explain what it felt like. I generally don't know if I can explain it with words. It was just, I would open this computer and just, like, see everything that I needed to do. And now that I look back, I'm like, that wasn't even, like, that bad. I see people out there that have, like, works, what, like, like, that work full-time and go to school full-time and, and get shit done. And I just could not understand why I couldn't get it done. Why? And why did I feel, like, every time I had to do anything, it just felt like it wasn't just one thing. It felt like this one thing led to 20 other things. And those 20 other things led to 40 other things and it was just suddenly so overwhelming and you suddenly would feel like 
the world was just coming down to me like I was drowning I was like I just felt like I was in this room and all the doors were closing like the walls were like closing up on me and I just couldn't breathe and it would just escalate until the point that I just like generally could not breathe and I, I would start like having some form of panic attack and I just had to like stop and I couldn't get my shit done sorry what a break It's been like that for everything, for everything. I have job interviews, would not go. I would get excited and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go, like everything is good. I'm just gonna go to this interview and get my shit together. Like it's gonna be perfect. And then guess what? The day would come. I had to get out of bed. I had to get myself together. I had to do my makeup. I had to get ready. I had to, you know, get going and halfway done and like exhausted like generally exhausted like I felt fatigue and I don't think that we talked enough I'm flopping my hands <laughs> I don't think that we talk enough about the physical toll that you take when your mental health just goes down the drain we always speak about like oh like this is what it felt like or this is what I'm thinking or like this is like all these thoughts are so overwhelming and like mentally feels like this but what about physically though Cause it's not that I just want to like sit here and not do anything. It's that I feel so fatigued that I cannot get myself up to do anything. Sometimes I have the motivation to and my body does not respond. And for the longest time, I couldn't like, I, I would attribute it to other things instead of like really, really acknowledging that what's going on was that I was having a depressive episode. And it was so bad that I just like physically was like in pain too. The fatigue that I would feel just by, like I said, getting ready, getting ready to go to the job interview. Absolutely tired and just getting one thing done, just one thing done that I would normally do on a regular basis would just feel like I hiked the entire morning and came back and then clean my house after. That's what it would feel like. I would feel so fatigued that I just couldn't help myself together. I couldn't like help myself awake for the rest of the day. I would have to take like naps in between if I had to do anything simple. Like one day I was pet sitting and I had to go let the dogs out at like 7.30 a.m., right? Like not, not a big deal. I went, did it, came back and I just like started my day. Um, just like fed my dogs, walk them, like clean the house a little bit, started like doing homework, just your regular things that I like my regular things that I do on like over that I'm supposed to do on a regular basis. And by 2 p.m. I had to go let the dogs out again. And I remember I came back and I generally could not help myself up. Like I just literally laid on the couch and just kind of died there for several hours. Like I was out for several hours. It's just this. It felt like my body had just gone through like such a tremendous stressful time, but it was just something so simple. And I just just cannot explain it any other way than this. It wasn't maybe the hormones did, you know, contribute to this. There's a possibility because I mean it happens, it's absolutely normal. But definitely getting out of it was, was difficult. And I'm just now getting out of it. And I think the reason why it's because, you know, I finally moved. I have my own, you know, space. 
um, I have more room and more time for myself and just my life doesn't feel cluttered because that's how it felt. Um, alrighty, I'm sorry about that. Turns out that my new roommate literally came home. He just got back from overseas, so he just came home and my dogs went crazy, so I had to pull it past and help him bring some stuff in. But we were talking about depression and anxiety. Usually, though, I cope. Usually, I know what to do. Usually, I know how to cope and how to properly respond to my own feelings and behavior. How to analyze myself, basically. However, this time it was so different. I was I was deep in the hole. There was just no other way that I could see it. And it's not that I was like suicidal or anything. It wasn't. It didn't get to that point. It was just that I didn't see the point in anything. And the times that I did, I didn't have the energy to do anything about it. So. It was just this never-ending cycle of toxic, depressive behavior. And I will give you some pointers. I know that I know that it's just a chemical imbalance in your brain, you know? And the whole, just, just take a walk outside. And I cannot even list how many times I've heard that. I've heard that line in my life. Sometimes from my own family, the whole... Just go outside and breathe and, and you'll feel so much better and you'll be so much happy and sure it feels great. <laughs> However, it doesn't cure my depression. <laughs> it doesn't make it 100% okay immediately. It's not, that's not how it works. Even if I were to do that every day, it's still, guess what? It'd just be a routine that my depression has is not to deal with. It would not be anything else. One thing that helped me is with feeling so overwhelmed by the amount of things that I had to do, even if it was like just five things, you know, with the feeling of that, oh my God, it just five things feel like it's 100. I'm, I will make a list and I will be just like, okay, what's the priority? Like what, what do I need to do by tomorrow? That I'm, maybe I won't like it, but it needs to be done. And it, it takes priority above anything else. And what's another thing that I have to do or that I want to do that maybe will bring me some satisfaction. And I would do, you know, what I needed to do first. And the feeling, it would feel really good. Even if it just was one thing, something so simple, just like doing laundry. Just like, oh my God, I do laundry. Like, look at it like that. Don't look at it as, whoa, the only thing I did today was laundry. No. Look at it as, I got up, I'm still here, I'm still alive, and I managed to do my three-week load worth of laundry, and I managed to get it done, and it's done, it's out of the way, it's out of the list. Look at it like that, and then reward yourself by doing what you wanted it to do that will bring you satisfaction, and now you got two things done. That it's off the list, out of your way, and you got some reward with it. It's a reward system. And I, I cannot express how much of a difference this has done for me. 
because honestly it has helped like with feeling that you know that pressure and just overwhelming feelings it has definitely helped so much with that and i'm the type of person that i definitely need to see some satisfaction or some end reward at the end of things i i need i cannot just do things to do them okay and i absolutely dislike that i am like that because things that like require long-term like commitment like your education for example you know becoming a psychologist how long is that gonna take freaking years i have to finish my bachelor's i have to finish my master's and then get this phd so i could be someone that is so like just looking at it that seems so far ahead that i lose motivation because the reward is not right it's not there it's not coming anytime soon so i thought to myself okay how can i feel you know motivated and how can i do something that also helps me to my end goal but i get some reward and for the longest time i've always talked about wanting to do csi since i was a kid guys okay csi las vegas was like it for me i know it sounds cliche but trust me it just it just did it it was like that was it that was my i looked at it and i was like yeah that's me that's gonna be me someday now do i want to do csi for the rest of my life no i want to be a psychologist but i was thinking oh you know what i could take a couple classes and start with csi be in the in the scene get the knowledge network meet people grow in that environment and this is like a stepping stone to later on once i'm done with my masters get started in my criminal psychologist uh path and that's that's like how i did it like that's just like okay i have to do one little thing that will bring me satisfaction i will just help me get to this big one thing that i want instead of just going straight to this big one thing that feels so overwhelming feels so ahead it feels like it's never gonna happen because there's so much that I have to do. And that's that's how I'm like coping <laughs> with life basically. That's how I'm getting things done and just just getting shit done, guys, okay? Like I, I will get there. It's what I kept telling myself. I will get there. It'll happen. It will happen. And trust me, like just manifest that. It will happen for you. It will happen. And don't don't sit there and just think about, you know, what even is the reason. Because you're not given a purpose when you're born, right? And most people just go in life without one. Most people just don't even care to have one. Most people just like to be alive. But some of us just... I, I feel like I said that wrong because it's not like I don't like being alive. I do, I do. It's just that... At times, I do question the why even, like what what exactly are we doing here? In reality, is that quite frankly, we're just putting this earth to you know procreate and die. Just, I mean, that is the main like the main point of you know any species out there. Like, wh what is our purpose in in the whole system that is? us that is the world that is the universe you're born you have the desire to procreate 
and to mate and you grow you did your part to the planet you gave an offspring and then you die and decompose and go back to the earth so looking at it from that point it's like yeah there's no freaking point but you're also born with a soul so what is the purpose of that soul what is the purpose of your conscious and that some people you know found their purpose in church some people found that purpose in faith some people need that faith to give a reason to the why like oh no i was put here because a higher being told me that i needed to be here a higher being told me that he wanted me to be here and that my purpose in life is this this and that because god told me that was my purpose some people don't have that some people don't believe in that looking at it from like a you know my my own point of view i don't i don't believe that you know from a scientific point of view that's just not it's not it <laughs> but you know that's another talk for a different day i don't i don't want to speak about religion on this this episode in particular because it's not it's not the point the point is find what you're here but if you cannot find it if you you know keep questioning and you just don't see the why then make it a why give yourself a purpose stop questioning the universe and, and and god and any everybody just like what why why am i here tell me what to do tell me what to do please guide me as to who i am be who you are supposed to be give yourself a purpose be the reason that you're here stop asking other people's other people why ask yourself give yourself that answer and and go with it and um you know things that, that like I, I said like some things that help me and I, I said the the goal driven and the checking of the list thing that those things do help me but I absolutely dislike um I know that I hate it but like weightlifting and some people are like oh like yeah I just work out I'm like dude one I'm very limited on how much I can do because I have some um, disabilities and that also like adds to my depression because I used to love working out and now I'm so limited that it just saddens me I used to love running I, I would just run so much like whenever I needed to clear my head just take off you know fall afternoon and just run and the rush of endorphins that I would get after, it was delightful <laughs> to live for. And I don't have that anymore. I'm not allowed to run if I wanted to keep my knees intact. And it saddens me so much. And there are some days that I go on walks and I just, like, look around and I just get, like, this, like, mm, like I just want to, like, run and take off and just run. And I, I can't. And it just makes me so sad. And there are days that I actually cry. And it sounds so dumb. Like, you're crying because you can't run? Yes! I'm crying because I cannot do what what used to make me happy. I, I can't. I'm so limited. Because otherwise, I, I get in pain. And I'm in pain. And now I'm out for days. And I hate that. But, what's the alternative? Okay. I will make sure that I take my time to not run but I will go on long walks 
early in the morning, late at night, go to the beach, see the sunset, you know, I walk a little bit, and then my knee starts hurting, so I just sit down, and I just watch the sunset happen, and it's the most beautiful, relaxing, calming thing ever. It just puts me in this perfect headspace, I guess, it's just like, so zen, just something about watching the sunset, like, set and watch the moon rise for me it's just so 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 calming and then i get up and i walk again and it's rewarding when i see like my steps you know like i, I give myself like i said rewarding system right i i look at my watch and i'm like oh what i already walked six six thousand steps today out of the ten thousand that is my goal sweet and sometimes I don't get to 10,000, and that's okay, too. I don't beat myself up about it. I used to. But I'm like, you know what? It could be worse. I could have just not gotten out of bed, but instead I walked 5,000 steps. And that's freaking amazing. It's all, about, it's all about how you talk about yourself and how you talk to yourself. And the things that you say out loud, too. Manifest good things in your life every morning. And that doesn't mean that you're not happy with what you have or content with what you have. Like, yes, manifest and also enjoy, like, enjoy what you have at the moment. You know, manifest for more and better things, but be grateful for the things that you currently do have. You know, and that's just like, I think that's one of the best ways to look at it and always remember. And then this is like... Something that I read um, in the Kabbalion, in the Kabbalion, I, I highly suggest for everyone to read the Kabbalion Hermetic philosophy, and it's it says as above so below. And this is also in a tarot card, you know the the wheel is always turning. What was once down, it's bound to come up again, and what's up at some point will have to be down. And that's life, and that's okay. You cannot enjoy all the good things if at times you didn't have bad things. In a way, it makes you appreciate those good things so much, so much more. And to end, you know, this this episode, I wanted to I wanted to give a couple suggestions, like book suggestions that always help me get out of my you know, dark thoughts and and see life from a different perspective. I, I never see life from just, even when I'm down, I never see it from just one piece. Because to me, everything is just one big picture. And just seeing it in one piece just limits me so much. If I were to just see it from like this one piece of the puzzle, Instead, I just see the entire world, situations, emotions, people's behaviors as the whole picture. Because it's it's always a bigger picture. It's, it's always much more than just this one little tiny bit of information that you're given or that, or that you choose to limit yourself with, you know? And <clears throat> one of the books that helped me... <laughs> And I read this book when I was a child and I just could not understand it as a kid. But as an adult, it's life-changing. Um, it's The Little Prince. 
that book will make you see life in colors. And I say that because I feel like prior to me reading that, it was all black and white. It was not, it's just not the same. It's like you see things from such a different perspective. And I wanted to read something to you guys. And this is like part of the book where he says, of course, I'll hurt you. Of course, you'll hurt me. Of course, we will hurt each other. But this is the very condition of existence. To become spring means accepting the risk of winter. To become present means accepting the risk of absence. And that's from The Little Prince. So you'll understand once you read it. Or the, also Netflix made like a movie. Um, I definitely recommend the book though. You'll understand once you read it that why I couldn't understand it as a kid. Even though it's supposed to be a kid's book. I just couldn't really take it in. And now as an adult, it's eye-opening. Another book that I recommend is um, The Alchemist. Highly recommend that book. I also recommend the book. And oh my god, please, please do read this book, guys. And it's called Emotional Intelligence. And it's by Daniel Coleman. Highly, highly recommend this book. I I think people take emotional intelligence for granted so much. People fail to seek for better ways to emotionally grow. And they're so stuck in their own ways and, you know, in their own narcissistic behavior that I honestly, I beg of you, like, this not only will make you a better person, but will also help you identify how other people have, like, you know, gaslighted you or lack the just like be to being toxic to you or just lack the emotional intelligence to be in your life highly recommend that book i also recommend you're not lost by maxie mccoy and lastly but definitely not least, this is this book i mean i have friends that i've given this book to and i gave it to a friend once because he was going through a really rough breakup and when he gave it back, it had, like, notes, like, highlights. Okay, like, dude, you just read my book. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I can actually, like, see the little, like, things that were so important to him that he had to highlight it in my book. And it, it makes me smile every single time that I open it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. He actually, like, took this little piece that was so important to him. And then I read it, and I'm like, that is so true. And I'm like, you know what, now I don't have to highlight it. But it helped me, like, see a little bit of what he needed at that time in his life. And I add my own, you know, little notes and I highlighted my own things too. And the next person that gets this book will see also what I needed in my life and what I took from the book at the time. And the book is called The Gift. And it's written by Edith Eager. I think it's how you say her name. Nobody good with author names. I'm sorry, guys. Might be the fact that I'm Cuban. But it is called The Gift, 12 Lessons to Save Your Life. Please, read this book. Just read this book. It's just all about unlocking our mental 
prisons and you know getting out of that victimhood and the avoidance self neglect guilt and shame unresolved grief everything like resentment judgment not forgiven getting past that just everything highly recommend because that book changed my life and i still go back to it it is so easy to go back to old habits and once i like see myself back into you know old habits again i'm like mm. it's like my bible i feel like i'm like mm, I, I i i need to reevaluate and how do i reevaluate i need to see it and so i just grab this book and i read it again and i'm like so, like self reflect and it helps so much so i do highly recommend don't just read it guys but read it and take it in read it and take notes and highlight what applies to your life and what you will take and actually actually apply it to your life don't just read it and turn the page but read it take the note highlight it and turn the page in your own life and with that i will be ending today's episode i hope that everyone how that everyone finds something helpful um with this episode today and i know that some of you were expecting the second part of you know my story and i will give it to you i will i promise i will i just really needed to let this out and what better outlet am i right journaling is a good outlet <laughs> look into that too <laughs> but also this i i wanted to put it out there in case someone was going through the same things if not worse and just know that there's people out there that love you you know so never forget that and do not ever feel like you cannot reach out because i'm i'm here if you need me i'm here even if you don't need me i'm still here all right have a good day love you bye